0: Coming up, Brooklyn Nets GM Sean Marks addressed the media, covering everything from the departure of one Jock Vaughn to the expectations for the team going forward. We also look at Kevin Ollie and the type of tone that he will look to set over the final 28 games. We dive in coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends. It is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. Over there, you'll find Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Armbrecht. We thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. We are 100% free on all those great platforms and let you know today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet That's 150 bucks. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And Doug, where we get started is what we expected sooner than later to hear from Sean Marks, to hear from new interim head coach, Kevin Olley, and also get some takeaways from Mikhail Bridges as this organization tries to reset some portion of the narratives over the final 28 games of the season
1: yeah the reset is probably the operative word here trying to get back on reset get back on track you know just or you know all this is probably part of say the right things as they enter the final part of the season which is going to be really important i think for a lot of different players and the team for the new coach in kevin ollie and really for sean mark's uh in his perch (laughs) above the whole thing and the press conference that was done on tuesday evening really sort of lent itself to a new theme around the team though i will say a lot of this is going to be the proof in the pudding too so while i think everyone said all the right things and we'll go through some of what was said here between marks and and bridges and ollie um there are just going to be games to be played and i think that that's probably going to end up being the the major talking point over the course of the rest of the season yeah
0: for sure and there's a couple of key things we'll talk about because there there were comments from bridges also we got a a, maybe clear sense of what Kevin Ollie will bring to the table as the head coach for Brooklyn but from a Sean Marks perspective accountability was one of the big takeaways first and foremost Sean Mark said we all need accountability for this I need to take accountability the roster is my responsibility I'm not I'm not shying away from that when you have to make decisions like moving off a head coach it's not entirely JV's fault here and I will just add that he went on to say that's the hope in terms of going forward that we'd like to see over the next 28 games and that's probably to be quite frank some things I haven't seen the level of effort and the level of compete has not always been there so I thought that Sean Marks he also said by the way I'll I'll paraphrase I mean he said the words I'm not an idiot I understand like what what the perception is what hasn't worked and, and how I am culpable in that but it seemed like he did the both and here and not in a necessarily bad way. This isn't just that Jock Vaughn failed. It's that roster construction and everything matters. And I am the GM, so I take a big part of that. And then also looked at the players and said part of the reason why Jock Vaughn got fired is because it didn't look like maybe he was motivating the team the right way. But, but I always think that there are certain things players can control and effort is one of them. And it looks like that's a big part of what Sean Marks and the organization has not liked over the first three quarters of this season. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, the GM is never going
1: to fire himself. So like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like there are things I could look at internally at the end of the day. It did feel like coach first players, not so great. And we'll see how it goes. I'm
1: not even saying he should be fired, but it is just funny how sometimes it's like, you know, you, these guys end up falling on sore. I mean, the coaches are the first to go, right? Like in these situations, you can't fire the players and the GM is not going to, like I said, not going to fire themselves. So um, while he's correct in that there's blame to be passed around here, um, He's not wrong in that sense. I, I do sometimes wonder like how much if he's giving himself the proper hit, but I, but again, like it's it's unreasonable to think the guy's just gonna get up there and just do a performance review on himself, and it's all gonna be negative because if you're in a place of self preservation, then of course you're gonna probably try to toe the line between, hey, everyone's got something to everyone can take some blame here. But if we're going to put a lot of the blame in different places, it's going to be on the coach and the players, and not really on myself. And you know, the the when it comes to Sean Marks over these last few years, or really since his whole tenure, we've been very complimentary of him in the past. Mm-hmm. In the past, I think, right? Like of the moves that he's made, of just like digging this organization out of the the mire when he for when he took over. Um, but it it, it doesn't take an independent auditor to know that like these last few years have gone bad in pretty spectacular ways right like Kevin Durant you know ass out traded Kyrie Irving ass out traded James Harden ass out traded bring in Ben Simmons been mostly hurt has fired three coaches in his tenure I mean these are the highest profile moves and when it doesn't work in the highest profile way those are places where you probably have to start being concerned about your own job Mm -hmm. you know he mentioned in his in Marx's quotes he mentioned how you know the process around finding a new coach going forward. Cause Kevin Ali is still only the interim is only the interim right now and was asked, you know, who's going to be part of that process. And he says something like, well, Joe size, given me no indication that it's not going to be like us, you know, kind of going together and doing it mm-hmm. though. I did find the wording around that interesting because it was the first time I felt like there was a little bit of quote that there's like a sliver of doubt around like sort of what the long-term future here is for Mark's Again, maybe that's reading a little too much into it. But if you take that plus the context over these last couple of seasons, I don't know how you can look at it any other way. Like the biggest moves have gone wrong. I Again, I do not think he's a bad GM, but at some point, at some point, you can only have X amount of things sort of not go in your favor before there's like no one else left to blame. (laughs) Right. And so and I think that's I wonder if that's sort of where we're sitting with marks now.
0: Yeah, you mentioned there it, 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 the sentiment was there's no reason to assume I'm not assu- there's no reason I would assume I'm not going to hire the next head coach, at least at, the, at least kind of at this time. Like as of right now, I assume I'm a part of that. And you mentioned there's a couple of things here just from a Sean Marks level. Um, most of the media members pressed him going back to the Bucks game and sitting everybody. Yeah. And that seemed to be like a pretty big turning point here. He, he essentially said that's a, it's a full organizational decision. It's not something that, that just w- any one component makes. He's tried to skirt away from the idea that that had an impact. But as we'll talk about Mikael Bridges coming up in a little bit, it, it seems like that permeated down to the players. And th- the last quote that I'll get from him before we move into Kevin Ollie and takeaways that we had there is the, uh, again, the sentiment around the roster, which again, he constructed, and whether it's executing trades or otherwise, we're not going to be the most talented team out there uh, in the league. Mark said, and this is the, I'm not an idiot. I totally understand that. But at the same time, this is a talented group of young men out there. And I think there are plays and my expectations, and I think their expectations should be to hold each other accountable to do the little things, the effort plays, the loose balls, the contested shots, and so on and so forth. Diving on the floor, it got like I read that verbatim because it got a little meandering in terms of it seemed like when pressed, he didn't necessarily have the curated response to some critical questions, which is a little bit surprising given that some of the pressure around the Bucks' decision, around the lack of confidence in JV, around player frustrations, that's been building. That's been building for a yeah. little while here. It's not caught off guard, but he seemed to be willing to kind of say, yeah, you know, it's a lot of these little stuff, and hopefully it all sorts itself out. I'm, I'm no fool. I, I get it. But also, let's see what happens, which continues that narrative around a team that sometimes feels like they are reactive rather than proactive in how they want things to carry forward. Coming up here in a second, we'll still round out one additional thought I had on Sean Marks, and then turn over to Kevin Olley, interim head coach. Big opportunity here for him. What is he setting as the tone for the final 28 games, and do we think this could be the catalyst for some success for
1: Brooklyn? We'll dive into
0: that coming up next.
1: All right, before we get to that, we'll tell you that our friends over on FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers are getting $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. You go over to FanDuel right now, you can see Raptors minus two and a half against the Nets. Nets getting two and a half going into Toronto. The plus 114 money line. I don't know, you think a little new coach vibe is going to be happening here? A little extra effort vibes like Sean Marks just said. Maybe that plus two and a half, not looking too bad over at our friends on FanDuel. It's 150 bucks if your bet wins. All You can bet all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. I get the live same-game parlays, exclusive props, so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And when you're done with that, maybe you're thinking about hiring for your small business. You want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has all the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It's a vast network of more than a billion. That's what the billion professionals makes it the best place to hire. Gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy. And Very intuitive. Hiring's easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. For all you math folks out there, that's less than one day. LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing so, so many hats. You might not have the time the resources to hire. That's why they're just making the process easy as possible. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA. It's LinkedIn.com slash MBA. To post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, so as we continue the
0: Locked On Nets episode, talking about the presser from Sean Marks, Kevin Ali, and even Mikhail Bridges, we do remind you to get over to WeGotNets.com. Sign up for the free ebook with your email. It's five stories in five days. You can even reach out to us, ask us your questions, topics you want us to discuss on the show or over on the website. Be alerted when we break out all that new content over there on WeGotNets.com sign up for your free ebook today last note that i want to get to here on sean marks before we move into kevin ollie is this quote from him near the back end of his what was a 16 minute press press conference we've shown the ability to put this franchise at the top of the map that's the plan to do again we want this to be a destination where not only free agents want to come but where we can develop our own guys when when you hear that and i think i'll tie it into the, the overarching Third, you know, interim coach now could be a fifth head coach that he'll ultimately put in place here this offseason. Do you how much weight do you think Joe Sy, from an ownership standpoint puts on you did do the thing you developed us? You made us attractive for superstars and then everything that happens with that group of superstars b- between restrictions and city limits and COVID and and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, James Harden, everybody's attitude and different personalities, all that stuff. I don't care about relitigating it. But do you think that Joe Sy says, yeah, there's kind of a gap here where I don't associate your success or failings in the same way that you might in, quote, normal circumstances, That he gets a little bit more leeway here because everything had not just a superstar era, but then also six other layers of nonsense on top of it.
1: I mean, I think that's the only thing that has him still on the job, honestly, is that like around the guys that left there have been examples before and after where they've done this exact same thing. That's actually probably been the biggest piece that saved him marks in general over this last because like when when we talk about this high profile stuff now, he brought them all in. Right. So like you you have to take that. And I think, look, and I'm not I I guess we are relitigating it. When it comes down to it, I would, we would have made every single one of these moves. So I know some people want to say they
0: never should have and all that stuff. You have to be true to your, as we always say, true to yourself in that moment. We both agree can tangle all the right choices.
1: Like we can tangle about like the hardened trade in and out and stuff like that. I think at the time, I think we were, we said that was all made sense. Right. But I think what helps marks, I think it's actually the biggest thing that helps marks is that Katie had already that was his third stop. He'd already, and he left the championship organization in the Warriors. So you're like, Hey, this guy left the warriors. He'll leave anywhere. Okay. Well that saves marks a little bit. Kyrie. I mean, it's been nothing but things that throughout his career. Right. Sure. Um, if, if you're just talking about the general talking points, right? Like this isn't even my opinion. This is just, this is just known stuff. Right. So like the Kyrie piece, it's like, well, he couldn't be trusted in other situations. He wanted to leave LeBron. He left the Boston team that would make the playoffs every year. He's going to leave here. That's not, what are we going to do? And then Harden, who's now on his third, or excuse me, his fourth team after being asked, asking out of three places. Right. So it's like, okay, well, if all these guys are going to do this, then how much blame can we put on the guy? Now he brought him in. So you should be blamed for that. and, And all this stuff was known, but I think, yeah, I think that's the number one thing that's saving him. Uh, probably more than anything else is that you can look to each, even Simmons. It's like, well, he sat out all these sixer games and he was hurt and he was in, he's injury prone. And what are you going to do? Right. I think all these things add up to each on an individual level. You could say, yeah, like the, how can that be Marx's fault? And I, it's just probably not wrong. It's probably not wrong. But, it, but, but, but the problem is in the aggregate, he brought all those guys in too. So yes. it's, it, it's a little chicken or egg.
0: I actually, before we move on to Kevin Ali, what I actually think is, is that Joe Psy knows his own culpability in it too, right? If, if you want to dial so back to hey, yeah, Kenny Atkinson, you're developing something strong. If he was a part of that, Hey, we want to be, we want to be sexy. We're, we're in New York. We want the stars. And he goes, let's get this done. And Sean Mark says, Hey, if this is what you want me to do, I'll make it happen. Right? Like I do wonder that closed door conversation where Sean Mark said, listen, these could be volatile personalities. They have track records, right? Like this is a little bit of a risk, high, high reward, but there is risk here. If Joe Tsai was the one that said, no, no, let's go for it. That also gives Sean Marks the wiggle room to say, hey, Joe, if it doesn't work out, you understand that that I'm going to dial it back and try to reform it. So, And that isn't necessarily, by the way, a bad thing. Like I, Sometimes I think it's okay to have p- people in ownership and in the general manner of position who get to try things, have them work or not work out and say, okay, like let's try to reconfigure. This is the One of the longest 10 year GMs that has gone through the most tumultuous 10 year, but I don't hate the idea of keeping stability. It does sometimes come down to obviously being results oriented. We'll see how it unfolds. Kevin Ollie. Let me go ahead and give this to you, Doug, because we're going to talk about some, there's another interesting part coming out of his uh, comments, but how could he get away from? I want hunters. If you hunt, you're going to play. If you don't, you're not going to play. Point stop. This is a guy who's been around the NBA circuit, played with a dozen teams, has, has gone through the coaching carousel at the college level, gets up here this opportunity. Is that just cliche 101 for you? Or do you feel like he he genuinely is trying to change a mentality and tone for a team that is filled with talented but not superstar level players?
1: Well, it could be, yes, it's it's mostly cliché, but it does ring true for this team who might not have like the not had like not set playing time for guy. I mean, we're post trade deadline now. Like no mm-hmm. one it might just be not about like who needs to get their looks or who's a veteran and who deserves to play because they make more money. I think that probably counts, right? right. Like they say, "Hey, just cuz you have a contract here for whatever doesn't necessarily mean you're guaranteed playing time." And we're going to start formulating Maybe rotations based on effort a little bit more than we've done in the past. Now, I think pre-trade deadline and some other stuff, when you are trying to like you know make sure guys keep their full value and keep everyone happy and try to figure out what you are. But now that it's going the rest of the season, there is really no impetus to do that, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's just it's why we want to win games, and if you are not going to be part of the system, then you are going to be part of the bench, right? I think that's a real thing that we could see play out here, and maybe these guys did need a little like kicking the butt around effort. And cause I think we've said many times in this podcast that the effort has been completely lacking. There's been so many games where they just, they were like, nah, not tonight.
0: <laughs> right. And, and if you're, Kevin Alley, you're on the coaching staff. So you're still sitting there going like, you're still frustrated. Even under Jock Vaughn, watching these players not be committed on the floor.
1: Of course. And like he had some other quotes too about just, uh, and we can, you know, we can read through them around like where he sort of maybe lands with taking the blame, but also on the players. Cause he says it's not all on JV. We'll have a part in this. Right. Like um, he took a lot of bullets. Right. And so he, he kind of throws some other pieces in there to say we're all part of it, but he also goes into like sort of why he's built for it too. I don't know if you want me to read this whole quote or not. Maybe we can in a second, but like the overall. I do think that there probably is. I do probably think that he's been giving some latitude here around. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be the way it was. You can run new systems. You can play different guys. And if guys aren't meeting, meeting the level, then they don't need to be played either. I do think that's probably part of it.
0: Yeah. Let's we'll dial into these quotes here in a second from him. Cause there's a couple of good ones, including the EGBs. got to define those bad boys for everybody out there. But, but to your point, I, I, the the probably the nice thing here for the Nets and for Kevin Ollie, but specifically for the Nets is to say the, maybe the onus of what we were going to accomplish to start this season. We're going to make the play in tournament, right? We want to try to be a playoff team. That's still the agenda, but the path to getting there can look different. It, do, it doesn't feel like you're beholden to a certain ideology or agenda, and maybe that ends up just helping you learn more. Might not be about Kevin Ollie in the long term, but can help the organization learn more about these players on an individual level. Let's get into the quotes here in a second and also takeaways from Mikhail Bridges coming up in just one moment.
1: All right, before we get to that, I tell you about our friends over at eBay Motors Passion, Drive, and Patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level it up to peak performance, superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, so much more. dot com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers
0: all right so as we continue the coverage here on locked on nets with the official press conference from sean marks addressing what went wrong with jv who's culpable who's responsible and then handing the reins over to one kevin ollie i do want to hit these uh egbs this seemed to be a big talking point for th- the fan base and that was Quote from Kevin Ollie: we've got something called EGBs, which is energy-generating behaviors, and it's 17 behaviors of those things. We went through the list extensively today. They have nothing to do with talent, but everything to do with heart and will, and I think that's what it comes down to. Remember, I played 15 years professionally, 13 years in this league. Never once did a coach call a play for me. I had to get it with grit. I had to get it with determination. I had to get it with a mindset that we're going to get better each and every day. Okay, let's just... I, I like the mentality, and he's bringing, like, I was never the star, so I had to hustle and earn it. 17 points, though. That's a lot of EGBs. I mean, you know, it's hard to compartmentalize those, especially when they don't actually pertain to basketball. This is just uh, personality associations. This is maybe getting a cup of coffee for the coach in the morning. We don't know for sure, but I want to add these up over the final 28 games. That's
1: did it get every other game. You have, to have a new EGB. Did he did he give the list to 17 or he just said they're 17? No, I can't remember. 17,
0: don't worry about it. There's 17 of these and they will,
1: he went over them extensively with the players. And I'm assuming there'll be a little bit of a follow-up pop quiz, you know, day-to-day practice to practice. All right. So like, obviously we're kind of like tongue in cheek here, but yeah. the, I, I will say that anytime there's a, a shift in, um, leadership, right. Usually that shift comes in the form of a, of a big pendulum swing around sort of like tone right because like and if we wanted to think that Jacques Vaughn was more of like sort of a cerebral coach long long thoughtful answers seemed like you know by all accounts like a legit great guy maybe a little too maybe it's a little too lax when it comes to just like a free will and on the court style or mm-hmm. maybe just like maybe exuding positive and cerebral vibes more than just Results. You know, get down and scream at somebody and, and right. stuff like that. Uh, those aren't pejoratives, by the way. I'm just saying, like, everyone's just got different styles, and some guys are more fiery and some guys are more thoughtful. And I think that there's not one way that works and one way that doesn't. But it's not surprising to me to have Kevin Ollie exude a different vibe that has been coming out of here. Whereas where Vaughn's is like, hey, we got to come together. We got to work together. We got to do these things, you know, and he would give those kinds of answers. If this one's like, my way or the highway, and I've been here, and you either gonna do it, do it my way, which is like fight every single night, and this is how you do it, and nothing's given to you in this league; you have to earn it. That is for sure a different vibe. I mean, 100. Yes. It's like it's so different than what we've had with, with Vaughn, and and honestly with Steve Nash too. And yes. so it's been a while since there's been this. I mean, I hate to say this because it sounds very cliche, but the the Brooklyn grit idea, right? Like that has not really been exuded for a while now, although it's been said a lot. (laughs) Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's been been something that they've actually, but this actually does feel like that, at least in quotes, right? It's like you do these things. It has, it's mostly about effort. And if you do those things, you're going to be successful. Like me, all those years where I was not a superstar, but had a career, one a very long tenured career in the NBA because I worked my butt off. And, and I think, there I think that's a good. I think it. that's a good example.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think you know you mentioned it, it. Sounds cliche, the Brooklyn grit piece. But guess what? That was representative of a time when a team was overachieving based on all of those kind of just gutsy, you know, gritty, hardworking plays, right? And the other thing too that i uh, that's interesting about the way that they're they're approaching this is. You heard Sean Mark say, yeah, ultimately, we think we can be back at the top again and attracting superstars. But then from a coach level, it's getting back to some of those core principles that we think this team was successful with. And to your point, Ali seems to be giving the, the, you know, see ball, get ball mentality. Like, see the play, make the play. Like, that's all. That's what I want to have happen first here. Now, off of that, that's not going to be enough, by the way, because that goes in the same vein as Jacques Vaughn, right? Cliche non-basketball-related vibes. Well, guess what? Effort and energy can also fall into the category of, great, you guys ran your butt off, but nobody ran the actions of the sets that we wanted to, so we didn't score any points on the offensive end. So it's all always going to come down to results here. Hopefully, though, it's funny, man, when you mentioned that about Steve Nash, we know personality manager, go back even before, then. sorry, follow that up with Jock Vaughn, it is funny, like they haven't had that kind of guy since Kenny Atkinson, yeah, who ended up getting kind of ridden out of town because he was too hard. He, you know, was getting in too many players' faces. When would never? I'll, I'll answer my own question. Jacques Vaughn never got in a player's face around. I don't mean aggressively. Just hey, you missed the action. You didn't. You weren't where you were supposed to be. It always seemed to come with this passive energy around it. And then met in post games with, yeah, you know, he's learning, trying to come along. Got to see this or that. I'm not talking about throwing players under the bus, but accountability kind of matters. And these are cliche things, but it looks like Kevin Ollie at a minimum is going to say, hey, there's accountability here. If you don't make the play that you're supposed to make, I'm just going to pull you out. I'll probably let you know about it on the way to the bench. And that's the deal. And I think players, at least to a certain extent, respect that because then it is, it's on merit. It's if I'm working my butt off, I'm getting playing time. And if I'm not,
1: I have to make my own excuse for why I didn't do the thing I was supposed to do. It's also easier to have accountability when you have a set system in place to which you can point back to, right? So like, there's one thing to have just a nebulous idea
0: right out of the J. Yeah.
1: Right. If you have a nebulous idea around effort, okay, that's one thing. Like I can just like, I can know it if I see it, right? Like that can be a, you, you didn't put enough effort. I know when I see it, but also if you have a system, offense, defense, with clear markers of what you're supposed to be doing within those systems, it's much easier to have accountability. We've heard from it too many times now. And this is just, this is sourced, right? Is that the players said that there was just too, there was too much of a loose flowing structure to the offense. It was unclear, sort of like even what they were supposed to be doing on a game to game basis. When that's the case, it's impossible to have accountability because you haven't established the structure by which you can account for everything. Mm -hmm. And so if, if there's just if there's baseline structures of like, hey, we're going to be running these sets. These are the plays. Oop, looks like you didn't run the play. You're now being held accountable for not running the play. Oh, look, we're doing this on the offensive end. We're doing this on the defensive end. You, I. It doesn't seem like the Jacques Vaughn, um, the Jacques Vaughn tenure was sort of grounded in those systems. And then, so then what happens is you can't hold anyone accountable. And then, by the way, it seems really confusing when guys don't play, right? (laughs) Right? And like, so we, and we've been talking about this forever. It's like, yo, why isn't Cam Thomas playing? Nobody has any idea, (laughs) right? It doesn't seem like anyone has an idea, except for maybe it's just feels, and that's not good enough. So I, having a structure in place around a system and having it around effort should lead to at least more, a sense of like uniformity around who, who should be playing and what, and who should within the organization and probably to the fans also.
0: Right. Eliminating the post-game quotes when Cam Thomas is asked, does it seem confusing? Do you, not knowing if you're going Yeah. It's right. weird. Right. I, I don't understand. I don't know what my role is tonight tonight. I don't want my minutes to be tonight tonight, at least in this version of it. And I'm using him as the example. If he gets sat down, well, it's, it's going to be because Kevin Ollie said, this is what you need to be doing. And you weren't doing it. I, my the, guess is that
1: they say it too. My guess is that he probably says it right. right. And so, And again, if you're doing the, if your style, and maybe this is me being too like sort of simplistic around it, but if your style is, I'll know it when I see it, like that's going to have problems (laughs) on an organizational level, because maybe sometimes it will be correct. And other times it will just be super confusing. And if there's anything that sort of defined the Vaughn area, it does feel like that. It's like, why'd you do this? Kind of just felt like it kind of kind of, seemed like that's what we should do because yeah. there was like lots of analytics that would show that the things that he did didn't make any sense and so then you have to ju- and then if you hear it from the players too now it all kinds of adds up to eh, you know if we're on the good vibes alert around like whether someone should be doing something or not you can see why once the results started not being there everyone's just i'm out i'm yeah. out because yeah. they don't know no one knows what to do to have success it's impossible Bridges, essentially, because we're not going to get to him here.
0: He said, it's tough on everybody, tough on Jock Vaughn. Everyone's here for the same thing. Wants to win. Felt like the tone in the first practice was big. We heard that Cam Thomas gave Kevin Ollie the biggest hug in the world. It's all it's all good. Quickly, before we get out the door, since they'll play on Thursday night, over the remainder of this season, do you feel like this is a real showcase for Kevin Ollie to be the head coach of this team long-term? Or is this yeah. just a showcase of that this roster can be better and maybe make it attractive for the actual head coach that could come in the door.
1: Yeah. So I think they're going to do with Ali, what they should have done with Vaughn, which is let's see how it goes over a long sample size with this group of players. Right. And then we'll make a decision. So I think he's for sure showcasing if they play all out here and have a great record, you'd have to probably bring them back right. Based on sort of the track record and everything else. If they don't and they don't respond, then it's it's an easy it cut the ties. They didn't do this with Vaughn. i I know why they they wanted to lend stability to the organization at a time where it felt like they were completely flapping in the wind. It ended up being the wrong choice it ended up bringing more chaos good.
0: and instability if anything
1: of course and and yeah. it really and it and it hampered your ability to do other things long term or to just you know maybe honestly fire him last season or something. Sure. I don't know yeah. or fire him early on in this season, right? Like I think they went on they they played the string out too long because of the initial the initial problem but um i think that i think for sure this is the showcase i think if they're great over the, the over this last stretch that he'll, he'll be the head coach yeah right I, like, I like uh, because because so. it's not like this he's he's checked off all the other career markers up until this point college coach training level stuff with an overtime elite mm-hmm. assistant coach like this is the the timeline They usually follow. And if you are able, if everyone's able to respond to you, I think he'll just have the job. But if he doesn't and they're bad, I think you'll see a full house clearing. And I do wonder if that would be the end of Mark's too. Like, I'm not sure. So I, I don't, I think there's a lot riding here on this last, on this last push through the end of the season to show that there's like at least something we can hang our hat on. Yep, 28
0: games, you know, 28 games for the rest of the season, 10th seed available, play in tournament available. So there'll be a lot to evaluate here. And it'll start for Kevin Ollie and potentially some new looking rotations for the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday night with the Raptors. Uh, and listen, as we always say, the Nets, if nothing else, do not stop short of giving you content and things to talk about. So we'll continue to see how Kevin Ollie looks as in
1: his interim role gets on their way on Thursday night. All right, buddy. We are gonna get out of here. Make sure you go to wegotnets.com, grab that free ebook over there. Tons of great feedback from that. More stories to come for sure. Go to WeGotNets.com. We're going to kick
0: you in the teeth. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite off a kneecap. Oh, baby, that's Dan Campbell. I'm telling you who it is because that's the kind of vibes you want from Kevin Ollie and the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs)
1: One of the all-time great poets. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Basketball, 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 basketball. Bite off your kneecaps, basketball.